You are Locked On Rays, your daily Tampa Bay Rays podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, something that is uh, being done, I don't know as as far as tanking and so forth, but MLB is uh, implementing some rules changes and some alterations, namely uh, limiting shifts, larger bases, pitch clocks, eventually, I'm sure, robot umpires. Uh, Andrea, any thoughts on some of the the changes that are going to be implemented this season in MLB? Do you like them? Do you dislike them? Are you indifferent? Do you like, you know, larger bases more so than pitcher clocks? What, what do you what do you make of um, these changes going on? Uh, I like the pitcher clock. I think it's going to be a little bit of an adjustment, but I do think that that's going to help the pace of play a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, the shift, I am a little disappointed uh, just because the Rays, like, they relied on that so heavily for so long. Um, and it was like a good way to get around like loopholes and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but so I am a little disappointed, but I'm trying to keep an open mind because I know how many people hated the shift. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, let's see the bigger bases. I think that's going to be super exciting. Stealing a bag is so valuable. Um, something I think is underrated, uh, in baseball. So I am excited to see what that turns into. Although I am a little tentative because I wonder how easy it's going to be if the pitcher like, picks off twice and then they could just steal a base. Um, I, yeah. so I don't really know what that's going to look like in practice. I don't want to make a judgment about that yet, but I'm like tentatively excited for that one. Um, I mean, yeah. for that one, I, can you just imagine Randy getting uh, two throws? I mean, that lead is going to be yeah. <laughs> ridiculous. It's going to be crazy. He could just walk to the base at that point. He's so fast. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but I do think yeah. like an underrated change is like the schedule change. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's a rule change, but I do think that like it's just going to change the entire landscape of the game, really, because like you can't rely on those wins against like the worst team in the division anymore. You need to kind of earn it a little yeah. more. Do you, so do you, do you see think, that as a, yeah, go ahead, Ulysses. Sorry. Do you think that that will in any way, shape or form impact rivalries within the division? Like, or is it the rivals rivalries are going to stay the same within your division, but you might create new ones. Hmm. Uh, I don't know. I never thought about that. I, I do think that like the rivalries in the division are still going to be there because those are the teams you're competing against to get a playoff spot uh, mm-hmm. primarily. But I do think it's going to make it more interesting um, because no one, again, can point to us, the Rays, and say like, oh, you're only in the playoffs because you beat the Orioles 19 times. Mm-hmm. Like it's going to be you're in the playoffs because you earned it and you yeah. played like every team in baseball and not just the bad ones. The Orioles yeah. aren't bad anymore, but at the time yeah. they were. <laughs> and it's you can not see the like, Red Sox now. <laughs> yeah. And it, it's not like, you know, Red Sox, Yankees, it's not like they're going from playing each other 18, 19 times to three or four times. I mean, they're still going to play each other 12 or 13 times. And, and if anything, it might hype up the rivalry anymore of, hey, we only have 13 chances to, to really beat up on each other, which um, I guess tying into that a little bit, Andrea, do you think it's, it's something that um, is better for the game as far as, you know, this is something Ulysses and I have talked about of, Hey, it gives a, a Rays fan or whichever team you're a fan of an opportunity to see more players around the game and be exposed to, 
the other league, the National League, to, to be exposed to more of these players um, that you may normally not get to see in person or on television or, um, you know, because, I mean, baseball season's long. There's a lot of teams. There's a lot of other responsibilities going on. I don't have time to, you know, watch uh, the Padres or, you know, pick a team besides whoever the Rays are playing. So being able to be exposed to, I mean, really 29 other teams more often, um, just if you have any thoughts on that. Yeah, I 100% agree with you. Like, I do think it's going to provide a unique opportunity to grow the game organically because like, I don't mean to call my friend out here, but I have a friend, very close friend who does not know who Juan Soto is. <laughs> and it's, you know, that is a player that everyone should know. Like, if you're a baseball fan, you should know him. Right. Yeah. And I hope that what this new system is going to do is exactly what you just said which is like, okay, we're facing this new team. The announcers are going to tell me who all the players are. Like they don't need to get it hundred percent right, but like, who are the major bats? Who are the best pitchers? Just so I have that name in my mind. Um, and it's impossible for any normal like person to watch every single game and know mm -hmm. everything about baseball, especially if you're working full time. Like that is just, it's an unrealistic yeah. expectation. So um, I think if you, even watch like a handful of games as a casual fan, you should be able to name those players. And I think that introducing everyone to new teams is going to help that out a lot. All built bars of a hundred percent real chocolate. And they're also healthy and delicious. They only have 130 calories, four grams of sugar, 17 grams of protein. And these are the stats that you want to see uh, in the back of a baseball card, but you're going to see it in the back of a built bar uh, every time you get them. And now you don't have to wait for them to get to your house uh, after you order them at built.com. Right now, you can actually go to Walmart. You go to your nearest uh, the, the, the pharmacy section, and you can pick up a bar, uh, four-bar box of cookies and cream or double chocolate. And if you don't want to go to Walmart, you can go to Sam's Club, and you grab yourself a 13-bar box of brownie uh, batter or coconut uh, puffs. Whatever you desire will be there for you. So if you want something healthy, but that's also delicious without all the fat and calories, then you got to get yourself some built bars. I, I, I mean, we've being a, a, a race fan, it, it kind of sucks to know that Paul Goldschmidt, for example, I don't know how many at bats from Paul Gold, Goldschmidt I've seen in my, in my life. I think I've seen like two, if that, and he's, basically on on track to be a hall of famer like the most yeah. like under the radar hall of famer would yeah. be hall of famer that i can think of right now exactly so I, I think that this will give a little bit more opportunity for for all fans to kind of get to get to see these guys play i i, I do agree with that but I, it'll be tough uh, i know kevin knows this a little bit better um because he brought it up i don't know if it was a trivia question or something but the mileage that they're going to be traveling um some teams are going to have a, a tough time uh with this i think the rays were in the top 10 right kevin of the variants yeah i think the rays were i mean yeah top 10 and i mean it's it's kind of you can deduct that um or deduce that hey, those teams on the West Coast and those teams in Florida are going to be traveling the most because it's more of those cross-country trips as compared to the Midwest team. So I guess going forward, you know, maybe that's just kind of where uh, teams like the the Rays, the Marlins, the Athletics, the the Padres, the Dodgers, they're going to take a hit just, you know, based on where they're located and in, in the new scheduling changes. So that'll be interesting to see how that's impacted. Um, and I know that even Peter Bendix has, has mentioned that in interviews is the, the additional travel that's going to be levied could, you know, have an impact one way or the other. 
and if I could speak on that as well, like it is going to have an impact beyond like just the team itself. Like, I think mm-hmm. that's going to have an impact on these players don't want to sign with the Rays yeah. or they don't want to sign with the Red Sox or the Mariners who are also really bad in terms of travel. Yes. Like having a lighter schedule is so valuable. Like if the player has a family or just like has like a stringent plan they need to follow for like sleeping and eating and all that stuff, it, they don't want to travel. Like they would rather yeah. just stay in one place or go like as close by as they possibly can. So I do think that that is going to have a huge impact. That's a great point because Ulysses, we've talked about this too of, you know, why aren't free agents maybe more apt to sign with the Rays and everything has to be factored in. And I think that's something that, you know, an agent is going to tell a player, the family's going to tell the player because not only, you know, there's the, the issue of the, lack of fan attendance at Rays games. There's the issue of the drop turf. There's the issue of you. It is the Rays. They'll, they'll ship you off. They could trade you at just about any time. If you're in uh, a, a bat, um, you know, just a, it being more of a pitcher's ballpark, that is a, a knock against you. And now you add on the, the travel component. That's, that's a lot that the Rays have to yeah. seemingly overcome to, you know, land a player, um, in comparison to another team or another couple teams if they're down in the final running, because I don't know what the factors were, but um, you know, there was so much talk about, Hey, Freddie Freeman, he, he was, you know, the Rays were runner up to land him and, and ultimately he didn't land him. Yeah. So uh, I, 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 we hadn't touched on that. We touched on that, but that's a really good point, Andrea, because um, we, we try to make sense of it, you know, with Branley and Abreu and Belt, and uh, we were stuck on all those factors as as a possibility. But this one, obviously, now with the, the schedule yeah. change and, and being the travel so heavily, yeah. this, this would impact it, right? And I guess on the staffers, too, the people that, you know, besides the players, but the people that work within the organization, if you're you know, part of traveling on the road that, that can't, you know, everything adds up and matters at the end of the day, I presume. So, um, Andrea, uh, before we get to, uh, one of our favorite games, name that war, uh, just a couple quick hitters here, um, rapid fire, uh, you know, in a, a sentence or less, uh, if you can answer some of these, uh, the most underrated uh, player in baseball right now. First name that comes to mind. Uh, Taylor Trammell, Mariners. Okay. What about the most overrated player in baseball right now? Overrated? Uh, I don't know if he's still overrated, but I thought Jesse Winker was overrated for a while. Okay. Nice. Um, rank how the AL East shapes up in 2023, one through five. Okay. One, Yankees. I'm sorry. <laughs> Two, Rays. <laughs> Three, uh, Toronto, four, Baltimore, and then five Red Sox. The Yankees are number one because Andrea worked for the team and she <laughs> helped them so much uh, the past year. That's we we call it, uh, you know, the Indiana bump. If somebody's from Indiana, Kevin gives them the Indiana bump. If yeah. somebody is from Venezuela, we give them the Venezuelan bump. This is, this is of course, the, the, the Yankee bump. Um, for me, my, my, my rapid fire, um, Favorite baseball movie? Moneyball. Okay. And uh, does pineapple go on pizza? Absolutely not. <laughs> Perfect. Great answer. Okay. I've got a couple more rapid fires. <laughs> you rudely okay. interrupted me here. I was in a groove. Um, who wins the 2023 World Series? The Astros. 
Okay. Is Evan Longoria a Hall of Famer? I hope so. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Very go. good. That's a bio. That's all bias. I got. You look at any more you want to throw in? You want to throw another curveball or a, or a slider? I just need war. to know that people don't like to put pineapple on pizza. You know, that's, 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 right <laughs> there. that's good. Yeah. Those are some of the questions that we ask uh, prospects. We've had many a prospect on the podcast and we ask them some of those, you know, real life questions to, you know, humanize them a little bit. Yeah. Uh, and what's the consensus on pineapple? The midway point of the NBA season is here. And now is the perfect time to download FanDuel. It is America's number one sports book. Uh, new customers get a no sweat first bet for up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. So just download the FanDuel Sports app. It is safe, secure, and super easy to use. So uh, FanDuel, actually I should say, additionally, FanDuel lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with a same game parlay. A lot of opportunities here at FanDuel to uh, make some money if you're interested. So don't miss the chance to get your no sweat first bet for up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Um, all right, name that war, Ulysses. Do you want to uh, brief Andrea on this game that we're going to be playing right now? Yes. Yeah, so, Andrea, and everybody that is tuning in that has not seen this segment, this is where we take a player from the past and we go into our mind, into a baseball archives in our brain, and we try to guess their career war according to baseball reference. So, I believe, Kevin, you have a player and I have a player. Is that correct? Yes, that is correct. I have the player right in front of me. Okay. Uh, do you want to go first or do you want me to uh, present mine? Sure. I'll start it off. Um, okay. I asked Andrea if Evan Longoria is a Hall of Famer. Evan Longoria is not yet a Hall of Famer, of course, but he is a third baseman. So I figured I would pick a third baseman or a guy that played some third base in his career. Uh, also, in AL Easter, uh, Melvin Mora. What is his career war? Oh, God. I have no idea. Do I get any hints on this? I have no that's, idea. Uh, that's a tough well, one. Usually, yeah, we, we kind of uh, we kind of talk our way through it of how many years the guy played and what we think he may have uh, performed offensively or defensively over his tenure. But I'll give a little hint, a couple hints here, because you've been so generous on this show. He is a one-time silver slugger. He is a two-time All-Star. Um, his offensive numbers are are very solid. He played more than a decade in the league. That's about the extent that I can give. Right. I, I can I, I can provide some more color here. Um, he does get the Venezuelan bump for me, uh, <laughs> more. So that I I grew up watching him in the Winter League, and this guy, although you said that he played third base, this guy is one of the best outfielders. I have ever seen like KK type plays. He used to make those when he was 20, 22 years old playing in, Vene in the Venezuela Winter League. So, but he played against the, my rival. Like he, he played against, you know, I, if my team is like the Yankees, he would play for the Red Sox. So there was also that animosity, but he's a very solid player. That's all I'll say. That's a good one, Kevin. That's a yeah. good one. 
We'll let right, uh, uh, Andrea Andrew, you guess can go first. first. Do you want to price is right this thing? I don't know. Uh, we, we could do. Are you guessing two? Yes. Yeah. Oh, okay, I don't know. Okay. It. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'll guess. Mm, I'll guess 35. Okay. 35. I'm going to go with 28. 28, Ulysses, that is your guess. Uh, and this is uh, according to baseball reference. Um, I think that uh, Ulysses must have done some cheating. Um, I did not sneak the answer to you. Hands ahead up, of time. baby. Uh, 28.2 is Melvin Mora's. Oh my God. War. That was yeah. amazing. Let's go. <laughs> no, you, you, no, I, that was, no you, you helped me out because I was like 32. But once you said 35, I was like, no, nah, I can't do it with the 30s. Like, let's let's give it yeah. a bump down. So you you, you led me there. That was oh, good. Man, no. He had a really good, <laughs> he had a really good career. He really, really did. Uh, 105 career OPS plus, uh, 781 career OPS, 171 homers, 277 batting average, 350 on base percentage, played 13 years, um, 10 with the Orioles, two with the Mets, one with the Diamondbacks, and one with uh, the Rockies, or at least spent some time with those respective organizations. So, yeah, a career that, um, like we like to say, if a guy puts up these types of numbers, this type of war that, you know, 98, 99% of professional ballplayers would like to have, which, Andrew, you kind of hit on the point of, you know, getting an opportunity to work in baseball, just getting your foot in the door and then staying there is um, such a challenge. I mean, that's, that's kind of, that can be collaborated or cooperated with uh, pro baseball you guys get opportunities to get at or an inning or a season with a big league club, but being able to stick around for four five, six, ten years, that is really an impressive thing. So, yeah. um, all I, right. I, uh, I, these, no, to that uh, point, Kevin, yeah. let, let me do a little Uli rant here. That's why okay. I completely hate. That's why I detest when the Hall of Fame comes around or when people are talking about players in the past and they're like, oh, he's a compiler. Oh, he's a compiler. Oh, you mean that a 43-year-old stayed in the league playing against 23-year-olds? Like, that's not a great achievement at all. Like, yeah. a compiler, that's an amazing feat. There's my rant. I'm yeah, that's done. not an indictment. It's, uh, it's praise on a guy having staying power. Yeah, it's a plus. It's a plus. I don't I don't get people sometimes. In fact, there's a lot of guys that like they'll have a good season and you never hear from them again. It's like for one reason or another they were not signed or they do not get another opportunity. Maybe it was just I don't know, an injury that we didn't know about or they didn't want to play or um there were just so much of a I guess I don't like to use this term, but a clubhouse disruptor if you will that, you know, they yeah. just hey, we we might take a little bit of a hit, but we're going to we're gonna move on and try something else. Yeah. So okay. Uh, mine is uh, tied to the Devil Rays. Devil Rays Day. Uh, although when you started watching, he played for the Red Sox, so you must have seen him too. His name is Julio Lugo. What is Julio Lugo's baseball reference career WAR? Hmm. See, this game need... is making me want to go to like baseball reference war pages and just sit on those for days. Yeah. <laughs> this is exactly what, <laughs> what, that's what the point. this game yeah. makes you. Yeah, that, that's what, yeah, that's the driver here. 
will, Do you I want will to provide any hints, Ulysses? I will give you some hints. He uh, he played in the 07 World Series. He got himself a ring. He was not known for his bat. Um, he played for 12 years hmm. for a bunch of teams. The Devil Rays, Houston, Boston, LA, Atlanta, Baltimore, and Seattle. Oh, no, sorry, St. Louis. So he basically did the whole uh, AL East tour, except for the Jason Yankees. Um, what is his career war, guys? This Do you want me to go first? Uh, I have a guess. You can go first, though. I won't change my guess, I promise. Okay. All right. <laughs> I'll, um, I mean, play 12 years. But maybe it's a, a Mike DeFelice situation where, you know, he plays a decade and gets 0.7 war. But I think a little bit more than that for Julio Lugo. I'm going to say 12 years in the league. I'm going to say 13. 13 career war. Uh, I was going to say 14, but I'll change it because that's too close to yours. I'll okay. say nine. No, you can't change it. You got you to gotta keep it. Sorry. Um, no. <laughs> no. Nope. Right, I'm, I'm keeping I'll you to 14. 14. <laughs> I'm keeping you to 14. And that means that we have a tie, people, because Julio Lugo's career war is 13.5. Wow. So wow. very, very well done, both of you. Tremendous the job. Average. That's amazing. <laughs> there you go. Awesome. That was perfect. You guys got it right on there. Uh, he had a career slash line of 269, 333, 384. That's a 716 OPS, 87 OPS plus, And he had 80 jacks to go with that. So solid career for Mr. Julio Lugo. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Well, um, Andrea, this has been a pleasure great job um the the insight and the expertise is is great um is there anything you want to promote as far as what you're doing with the blog website social media just um anything that you want to uh shout out about what you have going on uh yeah um i do a lot of like player breakdowns team trends like and a lot of like analysis from i guess my perspective um and I'm at Scalco Report on every social. And I just am doing this for fun now. So it should be a fun, chill year uh, just talking about baseball on my channels. That's awesome. And then one other question that I have, Ulysses, and, and I don't know if you have an, another one, but during the course of um, like the Rays season 2023, how much of the Rays will you be watching? Are you like, hey, I'm going to watch every single any? inning or i'm gonna watch more of the highlights um just kind of what's your your mechanism for for watching a game or maybe it's one of those things where i've got to have some sort of game or i'm flipping between multiple games and i've got uh savant and fan graphs up just what is your your methodology for for taking in a baseball game um if you had asked me this two years ago i would have said 100 percent i'm watching every inning from the rays um but now i'll probably try to distribute the wealth and watch like just an AL East matchup, mm -hmm. like as many as those as I can with the focus on the Rays because they're my favorite team. Uh, and I do watch like a crazy person with Savant, um, but I like using my eyes too. I think there's a lot of value from coming from that. Like you notice the little things that like don't come up in the stats. 
Yes, I'm so happy you said that. Uh, people discredit that. We have a lot of stats, but I think just because we have a lot of stats, we shouldn't just shoo away uh, the stuff uh, that that we've done for for many years. Like let's just all put it together in a pot and then make it make it even better. Uh, Andrew, it's been a pleasure having you here. It's been awesome. I think Kevin and I. I'm gonna speak for Kevin. You made us smarter by being on the yeah. show. So thank you so much. And I know that Locked On Race listeners and subscribers on YouTube also appreciate you. So thank you so much. The best of luck. And hopefully we get to talk to you uh, during the season. Yeah, I hope so. Thank you so much for having me on. This is really a lot of fun.